Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Pastor David Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor David teaches through God's Word. His love is the main thing. 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 Ephesians six twelve says, "We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers." rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places you know when we when humanity fell when adam disobeyed the authority that god had given adam in a sense part of it was sort of abdicated to abdicate means to give up power or authority since the first sin in the garden of eden the human race has become subject to spiritual warfare today pastor david addresses the topic of spiritual warfare what it is, and how God has equipped us to defend ourselves against it. Are you ready to become a spiritual warrior? Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor David in the book of Acts chapter 13, as he begins his message, Spiritual Warfare. My name's David. Today we're going to be in the book of Acts, chapter 13, verse 6. I'll give you a second to find it. It's just six little verses today. But I'm going to start with two questions. The first thing, just reflect with me a little bit. Think for a second. Have you ever encountered spiritual darkness? Have you ever had that experience where you just knew what you were dealing with was evil? That there was something more to it than just, you know, it's not just an off day. This wasn't just a weird thing. But where you knew, okay, I'm encountering something evil right now. This is something, there's more going on. I do a lot with the teenagers and with the young adults. We've dealt a lot with things related to depression and, you know, suicide, those sorts of things. And you see so much of that where it's just, you know, these lies that people believe, this darkness that's over them. And it's not just that it's lies. It's not just that it's a dark situation, but the fact that we even use that term for it, you know, there's, we have this awareness. There's something more going on. There's more to this than just, this is a bad thing. When we hear about these stories of some of the, I mean, some of the wicked things we've heard about lately of different, you know, people with power or abusing power. I mean, it happens beyond that, but when we see these kinds of stories of abuse or greed or selfishness or pride, I mean, I think a lot of times you can feel it. There's something to this that's more than just, this isn't just a bad thing. There's something evil in that. So stick a pin in that. Second question, what were you made for? Do you feel like you're living with purpose? Are you doing the thing you were designed to do? Because we all ache for that. Deep down, we know we're made for more than just existing. There's a reason. 
Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, says that by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast, because we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, that God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, says, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Everyone who trusts in Jesus, you are God's own special people. That's a purpose. That's a calling. We're part of God's kingdom. That has a responsibility and a purpose to it. There's an enemy to God's kingdom, and we're part of God's kingdom. That means part of our purpose is opposing the enemy. So we're going to look at that in Acts chapter 13, verse 6. It says, Now when they, Barnabas and Saul, had gone through the island to Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus. Jesus was just a name that people had. It wasn't that abnormal of a name. And his name was Son of Jesus, who was with the proconsul, Sergius Paulus, who was an intelligent man. And the man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Elimus the sorcerer, because that's what his name is translated, Elimus withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. First thing to notice here is that there is an opponent, there is an enemy active in our world, trying to deceive and destroy us, the people around you. Ephesians 6, 12 says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. You know, when we, when humanity fell when Adam disobeyed the authority that God had given Adam in a sense part of it was sort of abdicated to the enemy that now he's the prince of this age that he's got this we were supposed to to rule under God and we will again rule under God over creation but as we gave ourselves to sin and give ourselves to sin we give the enemy ground John 10 says that this enemy he says the thief does not come except to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus says, I've come that they may have life, that they have it more abundantly. Again, there's just this direct opposition. They're real spiritual forces operating in our world, trying to lead people away from truth to destruction. He always seeks to rob you and destroy you. And really quick, two ways that I see this happening a lot, that we see to some degree in this passage and just throughout scripture are through lies and through accusations. And first of all, just dealing with the lies, I mean, the way we see it from the very beginning, from the garden, you guys remember the question that the enemy asked Eve in the garden? Did God really say And what he actually asked was he took the lies, he took God's word and made it seem more burdensome than it was. God had said, you must not eat of one tree. You have all of creation full of every perfect, uncorrupted thing to take 
but there's one tree. And the enemy says, did God say you can't eat of the trees? And he just wildly, you know, mischaracterizes who God is. And so often we see this. You know, I've got some sort of rule from God, some sort of guidance from God. You know, that, okay, I'm not supposed to, right? I'm not supposed to um, get wasted. The Bible says don't drink. And we take that and say, God doesn't like fun. Or, you know, like God says, don't waste your life in revelry and drunkenness and parties. We're going to read that verse later. He's like, and we take that to mean that God doesn't like it when we have fun. Sometimes we mischaracterize it to this, you know, wild thing. He's saying, don't be dumb about drinking. Don't get wasted because it's going to hurt you. It's just, it's emptiness. You know, he says, don't have sex outside of marriage. And we take it to mean that God is like weird about sex. God's not weird about sex. God made it. God designed it that way. He's not freaked out by it. But we mischaracterize God. We misunderstand God because the enemy is like, did God really say? And we like, yeah, he must have said that. You know, he must have said that we, we can't have fun and we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't enjoy things. And we just take it so far beyond what he said. And then the next thing that happens, sometimes we're like, no, that sounds ridiculous. Of course, God wouldn't say that. And then he says, did God really say that you'll die if you eat of the tree? And then he says, no, you're not going to die. God said you're going to die, but you're not going to die. And we buy it. We hear this temptation. This temptation comes to us. And we know God has said that we shouldn't partake, that it's going to be destructive, right? If you go around getting drunk, it's going to wreck your life. And the enemy says, no, it's not. And we're like, I like that better. I'm going to go with that one. You know, we just, we're like, okay, the enemy said, you know, this idea sounds better. This sounds more comfortable. And I'm going to go with that. And so often it's these same little simple lies, but both of them, can you see they're both perversions of the truth? One other way I see this a lot of times is just he casts this doubt. You know, I'm not sure if God said this or God said that, so I'm not even going to try to figure it out. I'm not going to deal with it. And we let the doubt, we let the confusion and the uncertainty keep us from figuring it out, from getting into it. Recognize that this is the enemy. This is an attack. This is a spiritual opponent getting in your head, messing with you, and just brush it off. so glad you tuned in today for Pastor David Fountain's message in the Book of Acts. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? Thanks for praying. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m., and at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study. We also offer Spanish translation at our services, and you can find out more on our website. If you're not able to join us in person, we still would love to have you be part of our church family online. You'll find out more and be able to connect at mainthingradio.com. 
just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. That's all we have time for today. Thank you for being part of this study in God's Word. Tune in next time for another look at the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio.